to the Very Well Mind podcast. We've interviewed over 100 authors, experts, entrepreneurs, athletes, musicians, and others to help you learn strategies to care for your mental health. This episode is hosted by psychotherapist and best-selling author Amy Morin. Now let's get into the episode. You're listening to The Friday Fix. Every Friday, I share a quick mental strength strategy that can help fix the thoughts, feelings, and actions that can hold you back in life. Today, I'm talking about how to make a wise decision. I don't know why we're never taught this in school. After all, our decisions affect every aspect of our lives. And while some people certainly make better decisions than others, all of us have the ability to learn how to make better decisions. It's a topic that we address in the therapy office quite often. In fact, a lot of people who come into therapy start out by making jokes about the poor decisions that they've made in the past. You've probably heard people make jokes too. If you look on social media, it won't take long to find people who post things like, my poor decisions make good stories, or something like that. But behind the jokes, there's often a fair amount of pain. Bad decisions lead to heartache. And if you tend to make poor decisions, you know what I mean. You might struggle with shame, regret, sadness, and anxiety over past decisions. And you might lack confidence in your ability to make good decisions in the future, which might leave you feeling stuck. Rather than feel empowered to make good choices that improve your life, you might end up just trying to avoid making things worse. Or you might decide that you're doomed, so why try to make good decisions anyway? Just do whatever feels good right now. The truth is, all of us make bad decisions sometimes. Like we date someone who isn't right for us and then stay in the relationship way too long. Or we lose our temper and say something that ruins a relationship that we've had for a long time. Or we take a job we knew wasn't a good fit because we liked the new title that we'd have or we wanted the salary. There are lots of reasons why we make bad decisions. Sometimes we just don't have enough information. How do you know that you'll like a new job better if you've never worked for that company before? At other times, our ego gets in the way. If you launched a business and you were losing money every month, you might find it's hard to throw in the towel because you don't want people to see that your business failed. So you might keep going month after month anyway in an attempt to spare your reputation. There are also times when we cave to bad decisions because we're looking for immediate gratification. You might commit to a healthier lifestyle on Monday, but then come Friday, you find yourself just sitting on the couch watching TV eating pizza and drinking beer. But the biggest factor that goes into bad decisions is that our emotions and our logic are not in balance. This is why the issue becomes a common topic in therapy. We aren't using what we call our wise mind. We get stuck in our emotional mind or our rational mind. But the truth is we make our best decisions when we use our wise mind, which is a balance between our emotions and rational thinking. Think of it like a spectrum. Your rational mind is on one end and your emotional mind is on the other. You want to be somewhere in the middle when you make a decision. That means that you take both logic and emotion into account. But often when we make choices, those things aren't in balance. And it's important to recognize that as your emotions go up, your logic goes down. And when your logic goes up, your emotions go down. When you make a decision based on logic only, you don't factor in how you're going to feel. Like you might move across the country for a new job because it makes sense on paper. 
But if you don't think about how much you're going to miss your family or how much anxiety you're going to have living in a new place, you're not going to be happy. If you made every decision in life based on logical thinking only, you'd live an incredibly boring life. You wouldn't do fun things, fall in love, or enjoy the people around you. Emotions need to be a factor in your decisions, even business decisions. But on the other hand, you can't make good decisions based on emotion only. Otherwise, you'd only do the things that you feel like doing. And like, how often do you actually feel like going to work, eating healthy, exercising, or taking care of yourself? There's also evidence that says, as your emotions go up, your IQ actually goes down. If you took an IQ test when you felt really angry, you'd likely score a lot lower than if you took the test when you felt calm. So if you've ever made an impulsive decision that in hindsight seems really out of character or just absolutely ridiculous, it means you were using your emotional mind and you weren't thinking clearly. But most of us flip-flop between the two extremes. We make some decisions based on logic only. Then we might grow kind of bored and then we make a decision based on emotion only. Then we get tired of being impulsive or we get tired of the consequences and we snap back into logical decision-making only. Like think for a minute about a time when you made a decision based on logic only. Like you sat down, you crunched some numbers and decided that you should take this new job based on how much you get paid without factoring in whether it's a job you would actually enjoy. In your head, this job made sense, but it didn't make sense to your heart. Now, think about a time when you made a decision based on emotion only. Maybe you did something really wild. Maybe you even moved across the country for someone you'd only ever met on the internet. Or maybe you quit a job because you were just having a bad day. Sometimes our decisions that are either far too logical or far too emotional can work out. But when they do, it's often somewhat random and it causes us to lack confidence in our ability to make good decisions moving forward. So when things go wrong, we switch to the other mode and become too logical or too emotional in an attempt to compensate. But we can learn to find the middle ground, something which is known as the wise mind in DBT or dialectical behavior therapy. We do this in the therapy office all the time. It means taking both our emotions and our logic into consideration so that we make better decisions. Here are some strategies that can help. Ask yourself if your emotions and logic are in balance. Whenever you're about to make a big decision, pause and ask yourself, how emotional do I feel right now? And how logical am I being right now? Answering those questions can at least help you become more aware of how the scales are tipped in one way or the other. If your emotions are running high, reduce the intensity of them. There are a few different ways that you can do that. Like briefly distracting yourself might be all you need to calm down, and then you'll be able to think more clearly. When your emotions are running high, you can also raise your logic. That might involve sitting down and writing out a list of the pros and the cons of the decision. Putting things on paper and just looking at the facts in front of you can help you get a little more into your rational mind. Now let's look at the other end of the spectrum. If you're being too logical, raise your emotion. If you're trying to make a decision based on what a spreadsheet says only, pause and check in with yourself about how you're feeling. That will help you take your emotions into account. Just putting a name to your emotion can help you move a little more into your wise mind. To increase your emotions, you can also spend a little time imagining how you might feel about that decision later on. Thinking about whether you'd feel happy, anxious, sad, or filled with regret can certainly help you make a wiser decision. We all have wise minds and we all have the ability to tap into them. Once you start learning how to do that, you get better at finding your wise mind 
and you can get more comfortable using it to make better decisions. Your mental health definitely affects whether you depend on logic or emotions to make a decision. Here's how I've seen that play out in my therapy office. Like this one woman that I worked with had battled depression for years. Absolutely nothing sounded like fun to her, which is a fairly common symptom of depression. She felt numb to just about any emotion except for this deep sadness that she carried around with her all the time. So her decisions were based on logic only. She turned down almost every opportunity to do anything fun. She didn't buy anything that she didn't need because there wasn't anything she wanted. And she didn't have any hobbies that she enjoyed. She lived a really structured life, but not because she was self-disciplined, but because she felt numb and she was just kind of going through the motions. Her treatment involved bringing more emotion into her decisions, which is something that we did as we also treated her depression. She practiced using decisions with her wise mind, which meant sometimes eating out with friends or buying herself a new pair of shoes that she wanted but didn't necessarily need. Doing things like that sparked a little bit more joy in her life. Even if she didn't feel like doing them at first, they helped her feel better. Over time, she figured out how to recognize her wise mind. And then once she started making decisions based on that more balanced outlook, she started to feel a little bit better. But more often than not, my clients were on the other end of the spectrum, making decisions based almost solely on their emotions way too often. And they didn't factor in logic. Like this one man who came to my therapy office, he said that he felt as though his life had just completely fallen apart. He essentially did whatever felt good right now. Like he cheated on his wife, which was why she left him. He used drugs. He spent money he didn't have. And he never followed through with commitments. But he'd always just say things like, well, that's just who I am. His treatment involved learning to see that he had plenty of opportunities for growth and he didn't have to be that way. He could learn to make better decisions. In his case, it meant looking further into the future. And if he wanted to create a better future for himself, then he had to learn how to make some sacrifices today. One of the strategies that worked really well for him was to just write down a list of reasons why he should or shouldn't do something. For example, he created a list of all the reasons why he should stick to his budget. When he was tempted to make an impulsive purchase, he'd read over his list and it helped raise his logic and balance out his emotions. Over time, he learned to better tap into his wise mind and make healthier decisions. But keep in mind that we all have room to improve our decision-making skills. So invest some time into thinking about how to tap into your wise mind more often. When you're about to make a decision, think about that balance between your emotions and logic, and then take action to create a better balance before you make that choice. You'll likely find that over time, you get better at tapping into your wise mind And each good decision that you make will give you more confidence about your ability to make better decisions in the future. Thank you for listening to the Very Well Mind podcast. If you found this episode informative, please share the episode with your friends and family and leave a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more about the Very Well Mind podcast, you can head to verywellmind.com slash podcasts.